Hi, I'm Ann Frazier. Welcome to another edition of Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's. Today, I want to welcome my friend, Rachel Allhausen, and she is the Director of Program Operations, Operations, thank you, for Jewish Family Services. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for being here. Um, So you are here to tell us a little bit more about your experiences with Jewish Family Services and what sets you apart and what are the services that you provide? Yeah. So Jewish Family Services is a comprehensive social service agency. And when I say comprehensive, it means we don't just specialize in one thing for one age or one group of people. We serve the whole community, whether you are Jewish or not, both sides of the state line, so on the Kansas and the Missouri side. And we do that through four core areas. We do that with aging services, which we'll hone in on later in the podcast. We do that through food and social work support under a program that we call Kesher. Kesher is the Hebrew word for connections. So we know that when people need food, that's usually a symptom of something else, whether that is job loss, mental health challenges, that there is a reason behind that. We also provide mental health support, whether that's through group supports or direct practice therapy. And then last but not least, we do have some programs that are specific to the Jewish community. One of note is our chaplaincy program. So we go out and we visit individuals in hospitals, elder care facilities, people who want a visit of like faith. Many chaplains around this area are typically in the Christian tradition. So we have a community rabbi and volunteers who go out and make those visits. Very good. I love all those things. Um, So share with us how Jewish Family Services, how they play like a significant role supporting individuals with Alzheimer's? Because I always like this podcast to really zero in on Alzheimer's and dementia. So how do they play that significant role with Alzheimer's and their families? So in our aging services, we have three specific areas of engagement. Our goal is to help people stay in the community for as long as possible. So we do that with social work, with transportation support, and then with Help at Home, which is an ongoing home maintenance program. Our social workers are very adept at working with individuals and couples or families who are going through a variety of age-related challenges. So some of those folks, that's dementia. So making sure that they have the wraparound supports that they need, making sure that they have an individualized care plan and that they're able to get connected to as many services as possible. Something that's new that I'm really excited about is we've been hosting peer-led support groups out of our Jewish Community Center. One of those is focusing on caregiving. So caregiving for um, an older adult or a loved one. And it just started a couple of weeks ago. I think they've had one or two sessions. And so it's not specific only to dementia, but we know that many caregivers who have an especially hard time are the ones who are caring for folks with Alzheimer's or dementia. Yes. I was a caregiver for three years for my parents. It's a tough, tough road. Mm -hmm. So with that, do you guys provide? So if someone is a caretaker of someone with Alzheimer's or dementia, do you provide something for the person? Because many times a caretaker doesn't get that break, especially if it's Mm -hmm. a family member taking care of someone. So with those, if, if they're having some kind of a support group for the caregivers, is there something that the, a person with Alzheimer's can go to at the same time? 
There's actually not, not directly that okay. we provide. Okay. So that's where our social workers really come in to okay. make sure that they're helping provide and get that individual caregiver and couple connected to a continuum. So we are a large social service agency, but we also know that we're not everything for everyone and that we don't do dementia as well as the groups that are specifically focused on dementia. So in those cases, we really lean on our community partners and strategic partners for those individuals who are experiencing that. Right. But that is an exciting thing you're doing. And you guys provide so many more services than I realized. Yes. So that's wonderful. So again, you guys have a wide range of people. And you said already that it's not just for the Jewish community. It's for everyone. Correct. So tell us about your outreach efforts and how you guys are able to embrace such a diverse group of people in the Kansas City area. So I myself am not Jewish. You don't have to be Jewish to work there. About 30% of our clients that we serve are Jewish. But I just so deeply appreciate the value of tikkun olam, which means repairing the world one person at a time. That's our main mission and vision statement. And the Jewish community does that so well because they themselves know what it's like to be persecuted. Many Jewish family services across the country popped up when Jews were discriminated against and so they could not get services where everyone else got services. And it was really beautiful to hear the history that the Jewish community rallied together for supports for themselves, but they also see the need in the greater community. And once they realized that they had infrastructure they wanted to open the tent. They wanted to serve anyone who was in need. And I think that is a very similar story across the country for many other Jewish social service agencies that they do have a specific heart and focus for the Jewish community, but it's not just that. They recognize that a rising tide lifts all ships. They know that a safe community for one is a safe community for all. And it is a really inclusive and beautiful place to be a part of. That's such a hot topic right now. So I love that, that it includes everyone. That is wonderful. Shed some light on uh, the Help at Home um, programs and specifically how it specifically supports Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Uh So Help at Home is truly one of my favorite programs I've ever worked with. It's an ongoing home maintenance program for aging individuals 60 plus who are trying to stay in their own home. We know that as you age, it gets maybe harder or is less convenient to do your own home maintenance. Things like changing a light bulb or replacing a garbage disposal or even weatherizing your house for the winter, doing all of those little tedious tasks. We don't specifically screen for Alzheimer's and dementia, but whenever I talked to my team, about 10% of our 150, 155 households do deal with Alzheimer's or dementia. So what that looks like for us is making sure that we have really quality relationships with either the caregiver or the partner, and that we work closely to make sure that the individual who's experiencing dementia is as comfortable as possible. One pro for everyone, dementia or not, is that you get to know the same handy staff. It's the same three people coming in over and over. No job is too small, so it would be really hard to go on next door and find someone to come change your light bulb. Um, It's hard to find a contractor to come do something really small like replace a doorknob or a front door lock. Um, But our handy staff 
we'll do that. That's the part of the membership. We'll come out as many times as you need. For our clients with dementia, it's very personalized. For the folks who we know have dementia and their caregiver is the one who we're in contact with, that's how we're able to keep the schedules. The caregiver is the one who's you know, working with us to make sure that somebody's home, to make sure that they're there, and to kind of help if there were ever a time where their loved one forgot, like, what? who is this person and why are they here? So, and the handy staff are also aware of it. They go through things like elder abuse training. We talk about the myths and facts about aging. One important thing for, I think, is really crucial that people realize is that forgetfulness is not part of the normal aging process. Just because you're old doesn't mean you should be routinely forgetting things. So the other way that we, I think, have a specialized service for folks with dementia is that often it's our call center staff who are scheduling the appointments. They're all professionals in social services. We might be the first ones to really start to hear some of the decline that somebody who's been a member for a couple of years is no longer keeping their appointments or the handy staff showed up and they were not ready. They forgot. They were like, I didn't schedule this. And when that happens, we know everyone has an off day. You know, one time our antennas are up, but, you know, we're not jumping to conclusions. But after a few times, we get in touch with the emergency contact. That individual may be living alone. So whenever they're with their familiar, friends, family, they might be able to mask very well. But we might be the ones who are seeing the technical challenges of keeping appointments, being prepared for somebody to come in your home. So it's, like I said, not specific. Having dementia does not disqualify you from being a part of our help at home service. But we do need one person that we can have as a point individual to help us make sure that that individual feels comfortable on a continual basis as we come out and help them stay there. That's so true. When um, my parents, when we moved them to Village Shalom, um, they were in independent uh, independent villa, and they provided house cleaning every week. Mm-hmm. And my mom, if I had stepped out for just a moment, if they came to the door, she would barricade the door. She wouldn't let people in because right. she was scared. So. Yeah. That's really great. That's such a great workaround because they still need these services. So very good. Help at Home, the home maintenance program, it it seems to be a standout feature. So how does this particular aspect cater to caregivers and individuals with Alzheimer's dementia? And what sets it apart from the broader services provided by JFS? Well, for one, it sits under our aging services. So it stands out because, to my knowledge, it's one of the only ongoing home maintenance services in the region, especially from a nonprofit. You might find a for-profit handy staff company that would provide a similar service, but I believe it'll be a little bit more expensive. And you may not have the same folks coming again and again. Help at Home is a sliding scale-based fee structure. So at full pay, if you are very financially fit, feeling good, it's $90 a month. And that's for unlimited handy staff appointments, pays for all of the labor. But we have a sliding scale. So at 100% of the federal poverty level, 
80% of our clients pay $20 a month or less. So $10 a month, $20 a month, it goes up in increments of 10. But we never want finances to be a barrier for folks to pay. This also supports caregivers too in that we know that their cash flow is limited at this point in their life. We serve folks who may have a huge house. They're very house rich and cash poor. So their income has mostly stopped. They're holding on to real estate as an asset and we don't penalize them for that. So they still pay based on however much cash flow is coming in. So even if they have a large house but their cash flow is severely restricted, we'll still go out and we are not assessing the house to say this is actually how much you should pay. We know that whenever folks are caregiving, often it's the house that gets neglected. That's the thing that makes them feel like they're not able to stay in their home. So for caregivers, we want them to be able to focus on their relationships, on having good relationships also with their kids and their grandkids, even if their partner is needing a lot more one-on-one care. And what that means is taking off gutter cleaning from their list. We do gutter cleaning once a year for all of our members as part of that membership in the spring. Um, making sure that they don't have to go around and change all their clocks after daylight savings time has come. They don't have to get up on the ladder to change the light bulbs on their you know, chandelier in the entryway. So those things really, I think, allow people to still feel comfortable in the space that, especially with dementia, their loved one is the most familiar with. We know that a move at that time can be very distressing um, and can also cause decline to happen quickly because they're no longer around the things that bring them some sense of familiarity. So and any and always possible that having someone else come and do your household fixes the handy staff chores, we find it really important. Very good. So your organization history, it spans over a century. So it's rooted in the values of, say it again, tikkun alum. There you go. Which is for repairing the world, Mm -hmm. right? A Hebrew word. Okay. So how have these values shaped Jewish family services, the journey, especially in the realm of Alzheimer's care and support? Yeah. So... We are. We're celebrating our 120th anniversary. It's actually this Thursday is our big gala. And JFS has evolved. It's had many different iterations over the 120 years that it's been here in Kansas City. We were one of the founding members of the local United Way here as well. So we've been always, we talk about being person-centered, and we've done many different services in the past that we don't do anymore. About 15 or 16 years ago, JFS was in the business of home care, like in-home health, as a nonprofit. And what we realized is that there were so many home health companies that had better scale, were doing it more effectively, and we were really struggling. It wasn't a great part of our service. But what we did realize is that aging was going to be a very important topic it was going to be a very important growth for our whole population and that it's not just a baby boomer thing but that every generation hereafter has an opportunity for longevity which is great um and so that's when our aging services were born the social work transportation and help at home our executive director went to 
the Network of Jewish Human Service Agencies conference and got some of these ideas and came back saying, okay, aging services, like this is what we're going to do. And what we know is that Alzheimer's has always been a part of that. Again, not every older adult will have dementia, but making sure that we have that care management piece to really think about not one size fits all has been very important for us. Uh -huh. Very good, very good. Um, so let's go back to um, the help at home. So it, em it emphasizes um, skilled, reliable, and trained professionals for services. Can you elaborate a little bit on that and how these attribute uh, these attributes? Blah, 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 blah. Can you elaborate on how these attribute? That doesn't make sense. Okay, like sorry. Attributes. Attributes. There it is. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. One more time. Can you elaborate on how these attributes contribute to the peace of mind experienced by caregivers and individuals with Alzheimer's and dementia? Yeah. So it's, I feel so lucky. I kind of inherited this program that had incredible staff retention for, for our handy staff. So one of our handy staff, Saroj, has been with us since almost the inception of the program. So he has been with JFS for 15 years. So he is somebody that many of our clients know. We've had Dale for another seven to nine years. And then in 2020, we actually expanded to a third handy staff. What that looked like for one of our clients is that as she, it was a couple, as she started to have more and more dementia, at one point she accused one of our handy staff of stealing. We know that that is also not personal. It's part of the disease progression and not to gaslight that individual, not just that she misplaced something, but that she has a fear of losing something. Things are being taken from her. Of course, we checked into it, you know, we, and that's important for us to trust our handy staff. They're all background checked. They're all vetted. They all continue to go through aging specific training. So it's important for us to trust them. We wouldn't just send anyone out, especially to a home where somebody has dementia. But from that point moving forward, the only person she really remembered was our longtime handy staff, and they only wanted that individual to come out. So whenever that's necessary, especially in the case of Alzheimer's or dementia, we want to make sure that we can accommodate that. It means that they'll have to you know, schedule a little further in advance because there's only one of that staff. Um, so they don't get the capacity of all three staff members' availabilities, but it keeps them with more peace of mind and allows that individual who felt like she was stolen from to be taken seriously, that, okay, here's what we're going to do because of that. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I love that our handy staff do is that whenever we're working with a social worker, um, we get the benefit of that partnership, that it's not just the handy staff going in and dealing with something that they have no training to do. Um, so we lean a lot on our social work team. There was one individual, and my disclaimer is that we would never have done this without the social worker's recommendation, but this individual was living alone. She didn't have a caregiver, and she was having some hallucinations and paranoia about badgers in her attic. <laughs> and there were no badgers in the attic, but just telling her that there were no badgers did not fix that fear. And so what we did was we had the handy staff go out with the social worker and they 
treated the attic, I'm putting quotes around treated, they treated the attic for these badgers. And that gave her so much peace of mind. We weren't sure if that intervention would work, but we wanted to meet her where she was at. That is her reality, that there were badgers in the attic. And so, like I said, we wouldn't normally go out and fake anything, but in this case, it was important to be person-centered and meet her halfway so that she felt, again, validated, taken seriously, and that somebody came out. And these are things that you cannot hire off of Craigslist to do. <laughs> Can you, you know, somebody might really truly feel like they just cannot do that. It's like going out and sprinkling fairy dust from our perspective. But the handy staff are so good at working with this population mm -hmm. of folks who, whether they have dementia or not, they're losing a little bit of their independence. Um, and so it's great that they see them and meet them halfway and still treat them as peers, regardless of where they're at. That's a really funny story. That's cute. <laughs> I, we called it therapeutic lying um, yeah. when my parents were, were sick because there's it's very real to them. It is. And and so sometimes you just have to meet that where it's where they're at and just move forward and and uh, but it helps them just have more peace of mind. So yes. that's I'm great... gonna keep that term therapeutic lying. That's yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to make it sound even better by saying therapeutic white lying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad. Um, okay, so lastly, um, Alzheimer's care often involves collaboration with families, medical professionals, and communities. How does JFS work collaboratively to ensure a holistic approach to care and support? Yeah. I've touched on this a little bit, but we don't do anything that we do in isolation. So I've really highlighted the partnership between our social workers and our handy staff. But I also mentioned, too, that that emergency contact is a big piece of it. Sometimes we'll be working with children of their parents that their parent would never have signed up for help at home, but the kids would like it. Um, the kids want their parent to have someone to call. That's not them. Maybe they live out of state, or maybe they just are very busy with their own caregiving responsibilities, too. So we know that this is an interdisciplinary approach, as always. We also make sure that we utilize other aspects of our agency. If our handy staff are going out and recognizing that somebody is losing weight, or it looks like they're not eating, or they mention something about not having gotten to the grocery store in two weeks because they're too scared to drive, we make sure that we do those internal referrals. We have a transportation program for folks 60 plus who no longer drive. So making sure that the individual is maybe connected with the transportation that works. Making sure that we do an internal referral for mental health supports whenever somebody is really just struggling. So as always, it's never something we can do on our own. We are so proud of all that we offer, but we can't be everything for everyone. And we need to also, especially when there are family and caregivers who are heavily involved, that's an asset to us. They can help us lead the way, help us understand a little bit more where their loved one is coming from um, and help them ultimately stay independent for as long as possible. We know that not everyone will be able to have full independence for their whole entire life, but our goal is to help decrease the amount of time that they have to be more fully dependent. <clears throat> we met, what was it, maybe three, four weeks ago? Mm -hmm. And just learning all these things, 
I was so excited to have you on today because I think that there are so many people in the community that don't know all the things that you do, and you have just given us so much information. Um, what have we not covered? What is something else that you'd like to mention, or did we cover it all? I think we covered a lot of it. Um, I'm fortunate that in my role, I help supervise our client intake and also our volunteer team. So I know a little bit about most of the things we do. So it's it's in a nutshell, but I do think it's important that people know about help at home for whatever reason. I'm always so sad whenever people say like, I had no idea this service existed because this is what I needed. I don't need it anymore. My parent or you know my sibling had to move into assisted living, um, but this would have helped them stay independent for one to five more years. Um, and when you think of the investment, even at full pay, it's about $1,000 a year. So for $1,000 a year, you have on-call handy staff. That's at full pay. Most of our clients pay $120 to $240 a year. Um, but to have a handy staff on-call does provide a lot of peace of mind. And I think the other thing that I would just highlight is that once you're in the door at JFS, we work really hard to make sure as much as we can do in-house that we do. Those internal referrals are very crucial we know that navigating social services is complex, um, and we know that it's hard. Um, so as much as we can make that easy, we really work to do that. Getting connected with a social worker shouldn't be stigmatized. It doesn't mean that you're not capable, but it means that you get a brainstorm partner. You get someone to help bounce ideas off of and somebody to help you set goals and an accountability buddy, too, that you can follow up with those and somebody will be checking in on you. Yes, those are all great things. When my parents were, were sick and, and we ended up moving in with them to help take care of them and figure out what was kind of going on because um, we came back from Arizona just so we could mm -hmm. do this very thing and their house was falling apart. There were so many things wrong with their home. And when you just come and visit for a weekend or a long weekend, you don't really necessarily know all the things or yeah. see all the things. So um, your resources are this Help at Home program is phenomenal. Um, if people are listening in the Kansas City area that want to know more about this, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So anyone can go to our website, jfskc.org. They can also call our agency and ask for the navigator. We have somebody who's dedicated to answering calls of folks who are either interested in services or trying to get into a specific service to be a new client. Call and ask for the navigator. And our commitment is to get back to everyone within two business days. We get over five to 600 calls for help each month. So we aren't able to answer all of our calls live, but we definitely have that commitment that we get back to everyone. And if they're not a good fit for our service, our navigator also gives them two to three new referrals. And our goal is that they learn at least one new piece of information. Instead of just saying, no, it's not us, good luck. <laughs> we definitely wanna make sure that we're helping somebody down the road as they're searching for whatever it is they need. You can also email us specifically with help at home questions at help at home, all spelled out at jfskc.org. Excellent. Well, very good. Again, great job, great information. I hope this helps people get the word out a little bit more about your help at home program and all the services that you guys provide. So thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for Appreciate having me. Absolutely. 
Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time for another edition of Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's.